Hey everyone, I'm really excited about something new that we have to offer you called Real Talk Weekly. This is gonna be an email only engagement. I'm just gonna slide into your inbox once a week with a few things that represent like the small ways that we actually grow and change. So each week you're gonna get a question. You can use it for journaling, you can use it for conversation. You're gonna get a spiritual thought, something inspirational, something from scripture that's gonna help you get grounded in your identity. And then I'm gonna give you a thought, a takeaway, a practical next step. We all know that change happens incrementally over time. So you can think of this email as your companion on that journey. You can sign up at NicoleEunis.com slash Realtalk. Again, that's NicoleEunis.com slash Realtalk. See you there. People harmonizing is truly one of my favorite it. gifts. It's so of like It's so it beautiful. Lovely. And I'm like, yeah. how do people do it? Our friend, she started singing, Lord, I love your name on high. You didn't want that. <laughs> I gave it on my own. You Does that have it. harmonies in it? No. Anything can have, any <laughs> song can be harmonized. Oh, so literally okay. Any, any song. song. Yeah, any song. Can you guys <laughs> harmonize? <laughs> Nicole, shouldn't we be talking about this? Like, okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Fine. That is not what we're here to do. Fine. Closer to fine. That's my reference to the Indigo Girls song. Everybody go listen to it. Okay. I'll and you tell me. I feel like I have an I'll office reference. I can feel like I can hear Andy from the singing office singing. It. Closer to fine. Closer I am to fine. Yeah. yeah. See, but that's all I know. It. I know that's from it. Andy singing it fine. for two mm-hmm. seconds. Or at least complicated. Two, two great, two great Indigo I Girls do. songs. Okay. Oh, Indigo Girls. Indigo Girls. Avril Lavigne. song. Watch out, oh. we'll make things so, 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 but it's not less complicated. Indigo Girls is the least complicated. Oh, you're saying less complicated. <laughs> Speaking of complicated, title. let's oh, talk about relationships. How about relationships. that? Okay. Speaking Are of we complicated. Started? Yes, we're going right. to start now. <laughs> we're the lost words, but I don't feel so lost with you. Fly through the mountain ranges, but I'll never see the danger. That fireball is swinging, but our hearts are full. Welcome to Let's Be Real. I just learned last week that it's season five. I didn't even know. Wow. So here we are. It's season five. Okay, you guys. We've all missed it. This yeah. is this was yeah. an SOS. It plays automatically in the car. It does. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm. really cool. Do you know Natalie's music now is at the beginning of it? Oh, I yeah. Love which that. is super yeah. fun. It's I was really just trying fun. to get a little. You guys are two oh, truly. Oh, I'm going to introduce you for real in a second, but y'all are two of my favorite voices that I have the pleasure of calling friends and getting to hear your voices or be led in worship by you. So, That's so I just want to say sweet. that. I love Very that. Sweet. And I want to think about, yeah, there's only like one other person I would add to the couch and that would be it. So, Who are they? Drew Daniels. Oh, Drew yeah. and Paige. Exactly. Two yeah. people, two people on the couch. Except Drew and Paige. That's yeah, it. Those totally, are the best totally. my absolute faves. So mm-hmm. you guys are awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for being here. Hey, everybody. Right. This is like an SOS podcast because we had a little blip in some work we were doing <laughs> and I was like... Let's talk about this topic anyway. So we're going to talk about godly dating, which <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing, but this is because <laughs> I invited because. Natalie and Aaron. That's because. why I'm laughing. Um, laughing so because. Tavares and Safa Gray wrote this book. I had an awesome interview with Tavares and then we lost it and we're kind of under the gun. So I thought I actually want to talk about this topic with my friends anyway. So this is a shout out for Tavares and Safa. I think this is a great book. Um, actually, uh, my sister-in-law reached out and she's like, is this a good book for young people like my kids? And I was like, yeah, like teenage and on, not, not super young, but I did appreciate just a fresh voice that's engaging honestly and deeply with relationships and what does it mean to be godly in your relationships and where does dating fit into all of that? 
But I thought, since it's Let's Be Real, I would just have a really real conversation with two of my favorite single friends who are here with us. I don't define you as single. We don't I want to make it clear. We don't have no man. <laughs> we are alone. <laughs> My single yes. friends. Here I, know, we are. I don't even like to say that because it like makes it sound more important than anything else about you. Which that's a good question to start oh. with. Okay, this is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you've received messages that at what at your age, y'all are not 23. You're not old. You're not old, but you're not 18. We all that's true. Thank, thank God. Do you feel like you've received messages that it's a negative thing to be single at like whatever stage of life you feel like you're in? Yes. Okay, so yeah, tell me more. Yeah, Yeah, I love you more. I think definitely my the messaging that I feel like I have internalized is that a woman's value and self worth is based on whether a man chooses her. Mm. And I think I've lived a lot of my life, you know, just wanting to be one of the special ones that have gotten chosen. Mm. Um. Which is so dumb, honestly. But that's just <laughs> that's, that's just valid. how it's valid. Yeah. Well, I mean, that ideology is dumb. Not yes. that I was being Correct. dumb. I think that was just I was swimming in the sea of that culture. But mm-hmm. um, and where do what do you think that when you say that culture, I'm sure there's several streams. Yeah, that there's go layers into to that it. Yeah, sea. I think it's culture of the earth, and then American culture, yeah. and then Christian culture, and then. Um, yeah, I think my family and stuff too, not quite as acutely, I think for me. I feel like my my family is more so like, you need to go to school and be educated because mm-hmm. you can't rely on anybody else but yourself. So okay, that's so that slightly like, different. Slightly different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, now how about you? You know, I think it's interesting because I, I feel like now, and maybe this is just the messaging that I have chosen to surround mm-hmm. or just happened. I feel like now it a lot more people are choosing to like I feel like their standards are a lot higher and so it's less uh like I don't feel I don't feel like it's a negative that I'm single um but I am also in a place where like some of my closest friends are single and like I'm the youngest child and so like my brother and sister have kids so my parents have that like grandparent thing Mm -hmm. going on already and so it doesn't really matter what I do um and so Maybe I have the benefit of those kind of things. I don't feel like I, in my sphere, have messaging that's like, it's a negative to be single. Now, check back in with me in like a year to two years when like some of my closest friends have like gotten married or like started having babies. Like, then I think it'll be like, okay, Hmm. you know, this is, this is not fun anymore. But I think. I think there's just a bigger emphasis on like career now and more of like self-fulfillment and stuff Mm -hmm. um, that I'm seeing that's way less of um, you need to like hunker down and find someone to, you know, be worthy of anything. Yeah. I mean, I think it's nice, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I I resonate with that. I think, I I think my experience was like somewhere in between where there was like conflicting, like Mm -hmm. actually messages in opposition to one another. So in school and going going to college and that it was like you need to be about your career and about who you're meant to be and there was just no even thought of the sacrifice that would be part of being married but then in the church i feel like the message was like deep and wide 
that your most important, most valued role as a woman was as a wife and as a mother. Mm. Um, So I'm curious, what do you guys feel like you received when you think about messages that you've received from the church around, let's say, marriage, singleness, sex? What do you think were some of the things that you've internalized and, and for good or for bad, like as you're now actually living it out where you are right now? Ladies first. I know that was, I just dropped that. It was a big question. So, so I think I have a, I think at my church specifically, we have really tried to move away from the marriages that end all be all. However, which is a good thing. However, I think it's brought up frustrations in me where it's like, well, it's not the end all be all and everything. And, you know, but I'm like, yeah, but I still want it. Like, it's not... I don't think it's dismissed, but it just feels um, like people who got married really young will then like turn to you and be like, well, marriage isn't everything. And like, you know, you still have community and you still have all these things. And I'm like, that's great. And that's great that you're not like pushing me towards something. At the same time, you have to acknowledge like there are some things that are better with a partner. (laughs) Like we're wired for companionship and everything like that. So I feel like in my church life now, specifically, that's more of like the messaging mm. that I get. Um, yeah, I'd be curious to hear what you. Uh, yeah, I think that church and its messaging, you know, I've been a part of. <laughs> I'm like, what no. should I say here? I'm really watching your words. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all fine. Like, yeah, I think there's a lot of, you know, the people in leadership are largely married. And mm-hmm. the people who are providing this messaging that are saying being single is not you know, the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> but like, you got a bunch of, like I heard this lady say once, you got legs and thighs to go home to in the bed. Like, you, you don't even know. Like, I, this is, I would rather us just, you know, let's just have it all be normal. So I definitely agree with you, Natalie. Like, the desire is still there. Okay, you're saying it doesn't mean everything, but I don't know. I think being single and heavily involved in church, especially being on church leadership while being single, when you start dating, honestly, your, your priorities do shift. Mm. I, I definitely think people think it's like an antiquated view. Um, like when the scripture is referenced where it says that like, you know, single women stay single because in your mind it's just on the Lord and the things of the Lord. That was absolutely my experience. Mm. When I was single and not dating anybody, I mean, on fire for Jesus. Not that I'm on not on fire for the Lord now. But it just was a different level of like so much of my like time and intention is being set on this work that I'm doing at the church or for my ministry, whatever. But it, once I, you know, was in a serious relationship, that just is different. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I, yeah, I think that there has to, we have to like be a, a little bit more measured when we're talking about what's actually going to come with dating, you know, just in, or like, especially at our, at my big age, I'm in my mid thirties. So, and I don't know how old you are, dear, but I don't <laughs> she think does have a baby face. Right, right. I, I believe she's we've established under 30. You're not 18. I'm like 28. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're a fully formed adult. So it's just it's gonna look different for us. Um, and I think that yeah, but I don't know. I'm rambling at this point. No, but. I like what you said. I mean, I really like what you said about 
people think it's an antiquated view. And actually, I feel like people don't actually even really talk about the fact yeah. that singleness is addressed in scripture. Yeah. And it's like, if you're single, you t- you have a one-track mind. Basically, yeah. if I was going to paraphrase, I'd be like, yeah, you can have a one-track mind right. for this work. And yeah. I do think it's good to say we're finite beings with a certain amount of energy. Right. I remember, so my really closest friend growing up didn't get married until her sort of mid-30s. Um, a couple of my closest friends got married in their mid to late thirties, both of them like really committed to ministry. And I remember once having this conversation with my friend and saying like, man, I feel like in our relationship, I'm like very high on your list as far as a person that you care for, that you care about, that you remember, that you reach out to. And I said, just with my family, like, cause I have three children at that, at that point I had three children and a husband. I'm like, you couldn't be higher than number five on my list. Yeah. You just can't. Uh-huh. And like, that means that we are in a different place. And like, how do we have a relationship and love one another well, while I like also acknowledge that I have incredible limitations. So that's my analogy to talk about, like when you are single and you can pursue life in sort of a one track way, there can be a benefit to that. But also like, how do we say, yeah, but like you have someone to come home to and you have a partner in life yeah. and that, feels different. And what do we do about like how that gets talked about? Because I do think, do you guys think that some, that there are some negative messages in general that are out there about Christianity and the church when it comes to marriage, singleness, sex? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I just, okay. So (laughs) this is going to be like deep dive. Um, Not really, but so I used to watch the Bachelor franchise. Um, I don't anymore because- Why do you call it the franchise? Is that what they call it? Because there's the Bachelor, Bachelor, Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise. You watched all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I only really watch Bachelor in Paradise um, because it's the only entertaining one. However, there was a girl on The Bachelor and I mean, when you come off that show and you have a lot of fame- she is a Christian and she got now, she has like all of these followings, all this huge platform. Like she, I don't know which church it is, but she'll like go and speak at churches now. And she is mm. like like a Christian influencer online now. Well, she just got engaged after eight months of dating this guy um, who happens to be like the son of a billionaire. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sorry, that's judgmental. It's also, it's also gonna be your story. It's also gonna be my story. <laughs> so I can't wait for that. Um, however, there's just so many layers to there's that. So many Honestly, layers. that you just there's said. There's so we many layers. We here for hours and just unpack. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, really? Like, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I'm not so, trying to judge but you, But they lady. did, like, Sorry. an Instagram Live, and I saw some clips from it, and it really bothered me because she. they were like, we've had some people say, like, oh, that's so fast. Why did you get engaged after eight months? And they were like, two reasons. Like, they're like, when you know, you just know, you know, whatever. And then the second eight one. Eight months? <laughs> Sorry. Which it's, it's not, okay. no judgment. I have less the second reason. It's shorter long, eight months. I mean, in the world, probably like short. Outside of Christians, outside that of Christians, is short. extremely short. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. Outside of Christians who are saving it for marriage, <laughs> which brings me to my second point. <laughs> brings me and they, to my and this second is, point. And this really bothered me because she was like, she was like, also we're we're staying pure or until marriage, we're pursuing purity until marriage, and they started that joking, like and they're just like, so let's wrap it up, like you know, like laughing, and I was really bothered by that because that is the, I was like, you are this like Christian influencer now with all these young girls following your every move and like hanging on your every word. And the message that you are giving out right now is that sex is a valid reason to like move the date up to marry somebody. Like Mm -hmm. that is a huge commitment. Mm. And the message that you are sending right now is just like, I mean, it's like peak purity culture. Like it's just, it was 
so maddening to me that I was like, ooh, yeah, I can't do it. There's a lot of criticism of purity culture and like reframing of like just what the phrase of like staying pure and being pure, like that mm-hmm. kind of ideology. It really yeah. messes people up because I have friends, mm-hmm. honestly, this girl I know. Hopefully she never listens to this podcast. But she just was like, I had to go to counseling to be able to enjoy sex. Because yeah. I was just always taught that sex is wrong, 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 wrong. That, all right, so now I'm 23 or 24. I just got married. I'm supposed to jump into it like uh-huh. with both feet. Right. Like, I and I think I think pretty culture should, purity culture, sh- not pretty culture, purity <laughs> culture should really be examined and critiqued. Because I, you know, I think it's just... I don't know how much help it's doing um, or has done in the past 30 years that oh it's gosh. been really alive. So and I think online help. there's a lot of like healing from purity culture. People are like very sex positive mm-hmm. and which I don't think is necessarily a negative thing because mm-hmm. I think sex is a positive, beautiful thing. But right. I just think Christian people are just so weird mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, well and, I mean, yeah. do you think it's a reaction to let's talk about the other side of the coin, right? Which is like, sex completely detached from Mm -hmm. relationship commitment, like, you know, real intimacy. And do you think that it's a reaction to that? Like, basically what I'm trying to say is, what do you think I should tell my children? (laughs) Or like, what do I, what do I do? Please tell me what to do. (laughs) Well, like you just think about like, you guys are, we, we represent a different generation, the three of us all in a row. And so like, if you think about, you know, my daughter's 18 so I feel all those things because on one side, I'm like, man, this purity culture thing, this thing that, pr- that it, it provides this like strange shame that somehow makes you at fault for the clothes that you wear or a situation yeah. that you might mm-hmm. find yourself in. And we all know that like sexual assault is is rampant and abuse. So then we've got this massive group of people that, you know, Jesus would say he would love the most because they're marginalized, who've had a really, really traumatic experience around sex and sexuality, and they're getting the message that they're now not pure because of it. Mm -hmm. So we've got that going on. Then we have, like, this other thing going on, which is, like, promiscuous sex without boundaries is very destructive. I mean, this is, you know, hearkening back to my therapy days outside of faith, you know, not really talking about Mm -hmm. any sort of moral compass or spiritual grounding, it was a very destructive force Mm -hmm. that women were experiencing, right? So we've got that. And then we're trying to land somewhere in the middle that's God honoring. What do you guys, like, what do you think is a good message? Like, how do you describe, you know, how you engage in the world that is so sex saturated, but also not engage with like a legalistic shame laden, like message either? I, so... Don't jump in all at once. <laughs> I was like, She's like, like, I will, uh, I'll let, let you go. So, so here's the thing. Here's what I try and hold true for myself. And if I'm like, if somebody, if a younger woman is coming to me and asking me stuff about this, this is what I will tell them. And I have told them. Um, and it's not going to be the typical, like, just don't do it response. I always say, you have to know why you are doing something or why you're not doing something. And you have to be brutally honest with yourself. And if you cannot answer that, then you cannot move forward with anything. So Mm -hmm. like, if you are, if you're like, I, you know, I'm saving sex until marriage. I'm like, that's great. Why are you doing that? Why are you not having sex? Why? Like, and I'm not trying to like poke holes and everything, but I want to know because then it's like, well, because if I, 
sleep with someone, then my marriage is going to be cursed. Yeah. You know, then I'm like, woohoo, yeah. okay. Um, which is actually something that I feel kind of grew up thinking. It's like, oh, if wow. I yeah. am dating someone and we get engaged and like something happens or whatever, then like our marriage is going to be like really wow. off track and mm -hmm. everything. That's something I've had to wrestle with even as a later adult. And, um, and so that's what I always say is like, you have to know, because if you understand your reasoning and your values, then like you have ownership over your decisions. And I think that is like, I'm, I mean, I can't tell you what to do or what not to do. Right. Like, like I'm a person and girls that I've mentored are people who are, I can say the fire is hot, don't touch it. And they're gonna be like, but is it really? And they're gonna touch <laughs> it and they're gonna learn that it's hot, but they had to figure that out for themselves. Right. I can't be the one to tell them not to, you know, or tell them to, I would never like, you know, I would just try and guide them so they know why they're doing something or why they're not doing yeah. something. If that so makes good. sense. Yeah, I mean, Natalie, I really you said something about I don't even I don't know if you use the word agency, but that's what I got yeah. from mm -hmm. that. And yeah. I think that's so important. Like, I think when it comes to sex with anybody, there's agency and, ac and accountability. I know, like. When you're a teenager, you know, your hormones just start pumping. But I feel like a lot of time I've heard experiences, especially from young women, their first sexual experiences were not necessarily, it wasn't the thing that they felt like they were all the way ready to do. Yeah. So I definitely feel like my message is your body is your own. And that's a very intimate thing to do. And you need to make sure you are making that choice. Yeah. Like it's not, you're trying to do it to make some dusty somebody you know make them happy or make them like you more because they're dusty yeah like that doesn't it's, it's never worth and it when it's, you do that and it's never worth it's, uh, it I'm literally, from it's yeah. literally never worth it we when tried. you do that <laughs> right and, but there's also on the flip side there's accountability with people mm -hmm. usually young men who like you need to take accountability for what you're expecting or asking of others and yeah. like the influence you may have over another person, like, is this undue influence? Like, so I think it's agency and accountability from both people. Mm -hmm. And that's just how they make the, the decision, which is not necessarily the Christian answer. I know people are going to do, my experience has been in my life, in my walk as a human, as a pastor, people are going to do what they want to do. That's just, on like, that's just what happens. But I really, but and God loves you and receives you and wants to, you know, if there's brokenness there, wants to restore that. And if there's not, you know, fantastic. I just, I think I want to be brutally honest and very real with those types of conversations. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And I, I mean, I actually think what you are, what you're saying is godly. I mean, yeah. it might be, not be the way it's, it might not be the exact words that you would see in scripture, but the idea of agency and accountability. Because those what are the like Bible our modern says, words. But... I mean, guys, this is Aaron chapter two, verse three. Okay. Mm -hmm. But that's what He's I'm dusting. saying, though, Nicole. Yeah. I'm like the the righteous. I know that the Bible is inspired, and I really do believe that. Um, and it's useful for us today, but the, also the writers of scripture could not have conceived of a woman like you or a woman like me, who's or, or, I'll speak for myself, a woman in her mid-30s that you know, has all of her own stuff, like makes all her own money, is unmarried. Like that just was not the context in which the scripture was written in. So I think that we have to understand that God is still working in and through the culture that we're in today. Right. So let's just be realistic. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but yeah, I just think that, you know, no, the words that I said were not necessarily scriptural. But right, I'm right. hoping that there are still biblical and like godly guidelines yeah, let's there. call it, I actually would call it wisdom is, yeah. is more like knowledge is one thing, but yeah. knowledge plus experience is wisdom. And I think wisdom would say that understanding agency and accountability in this day and mm -hmm. 
I think a lot of us, like one thing that a friend, a counselor friend of mine says about Christian girls, which is, I would be interested in what you guys think. She said, you know, when I counsel Christian women um, who are going through a hard time and they have been sexually active, they marry their boyfriend in their heart. Like mm-hmm. they in their heart are like, this is where this is going. This mm-hmm. is going to be yep. my one and only. Mm-hmm. This is going to be. And I don't think that's true for every single yeah. you know, woman who grew up in the church. But it's a really powerful thought. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, agency would be having the honesty to be able to say to yourself, did I do that or am I doing that? Am I actually like compromising here to be like, oh, this is going to be who I'm going to be with or not compromising and really being like, that's the decision I made and now that's it's good. destructive mm-hmm. or, or not helpful. Mm-hmm. And it's agency. That's agency. And yeah, accountability is your other actually, point, which yep, is like really everyone's made in the like male and female, everyone's made in the image of God. Am I treating this person that I'm dating, you know, and the other wisdom would say, as I, I feel like I've said this five times this week. If you're dating someone, you are only going to break up or get married. Those are the right. only options. Right. You're probably gonna break up. So yeah. how are you honoring this person? that you were going to break up with. Like it's, you know what I mean? You're only going to marry one of them and you're, you know, in my kid's case, they're 17 or 18 or 19. Yeah. And it's like, how do you have accountability around the way you're treating someone yeah. else's spouse? <laughs> like it's going to be somebody else's. Yeah. And that, those are, that's just wisdom. That's not, that's just knowledge plus experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm think you, you got me thinking about something that's just like, we, we treat dating, I think especially Christians, treat dating so seriously. Yeah. And it's like, this is, if you're going to be physical with a person, because when you are romantic with somebody, like those feelings pop up, whatever, it's natural. So you just are like, oh my gosh, this could be my husband. Whereas I think that people who aren't within, and I'm processing yeah. as I'm talking, but like, they're a little bit more casual about yeah. like, mm-hmm. this is just a guy yeah. I'm seeing right now. Like if I had the mindset when I was, I had my first boyfriend at 16 years old. So this is just a guy that I'm seeing and it will not last. This is not forever. This is not the mm-hmm. one God yeah. right. this is held for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would have I made different choices. Like, yeah. I'm just having fun yeah. with this person. We're hanging out. Right. You would have made different choices like the that. way you engaged with the guy. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, yeah, I, totally. I'll talk to, like, it's interesting to talk to my kids because I'm like, are you learning how to be a good friend to an opposite sex person? Mm -hmm. Because that is a great thing to learn. Like, that's a great thing to learn in high school. In fact, Tavara, sorry, but this is where I disagreed with you because you talked about... If you're not dating to marry, then don't date at all. And mm-hmm. I think there can be wisdom. And I think it actually depends on the person. Like it, it yeah. that's an individual, like Agreed. knowing of yourself. Like, am I gonna be able to keep it at that level yeah. and like have great boundaries kind of physically, emotionally that let me be like an okay person when this if this ends? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it can go both ways. I'm not at all saying it needs to be one or the other, but yeah. my kids have chosen to date. So therefore. Right. I've chosen to be like, are you learning how to be a good friend? Right. Because that's a really good thing. And you don't to have learn. to marry that person in your heart. You're <laughs> yeah, 16 right. years old. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, it's just. Right. Well, and I also like, I wish that I had learned how to casual date sooner. But yeah. I, like, my first serious boyfriend was when I was, what, 24, 23, yeah. 24? Same. Like, and, serious, and by serious, then, yeah. and I, you know, by then I hadn't dated, I hadn't wanted to actually date someone and had those feelings for someone ever. And so I was like, oh my gosh, so this must mean that he's the one. Yeah. And then I got really attached. And then five months later we broke up because I was like, oh, you're not the one. (laughs) So, but like, and then after that, I was just like, didn't really date. And I didn't really learn how to casual date until, I don't know, like a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. 
which is insane. I'm 28 years old. And, but I would go in being like, could he be the one? Yeah. So dating to marry, like, I think it robs you of getting to know people right in front of you as just a person. And as a friend, like, what does my friend need from me right now? Like learning that. And, um, and you learn so much about yourself too, about like, oh, I thought that I wanted this, but I experienced that. And this guy that I saw a couple of times and I actually is not great for me. Or, you know, you learn boundaries as you go. Like what boundaries work for you? Like you learn from experience. So I think, you know. Do Christian women not know how to date? Like, no, I don't think we do. We don't. We don't feel like because we meet this person and we're like, oh my gosh, God sent this person my way. Right. And we look past whatever red flag is there because God allowed this to come to my Just literally waving, waving in front of your face. Exactly. You could just be like, actually, this doesn't fit. On to the next one. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we're just so deep about everything. Like, Lord, okay, you've allowed this person. What lesson am I supposed to... It could just be. I think the Lord's like, great. you see that red flag? That's the lesson yeah, I have for you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are you are a treasure and a and a wonderful. And we're falling in love and with you, potential. Yeah, or not mm-hmm. even potential. There's yep. nothing there. Well, yep. that's a big one. Is the difference between potential and nothing there? Yeah. And honestly, I think both of those are red flags. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think you've got yeah. to move forward yeah. with someone as they are, as right. they are, because yeah. you if you try to go in. With this like little bit of your heart that's like, this will be a good project. <laughs> it's don't, yeah. don't, don't, don't get married. Project. It's yeah. not, yeah. Or if you want to be with that person, yeah, don't if you, move if it fine. forward. Yeah, like, exactly. You got to accept exactly as they are the fruit that mm-hmm. is currently yep. on the tree, yep. not the fruit you hope will grow. Yep. If this is how they are for the rest of our lives, are how, you okay with that? Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I do think that, I mean, I'm sure... Well, you guys tell me, like, would you just casually date if you didn't see potential or intention? I just had my, like, other young 20s friend who said, yeah, I mean, he's been dating someone for a couple months. And he's like, we both have intended destination. Like, that's how he described, like, Mm -hmm. both parties have intentional desire to be be together with, with someone. So there's not like a... Let's just hang out for the next four or five years of our life right. while we, yeah. you know, which I'm not saying is bad. I just, I'm yeah. curious for you two what that's been like. Yeah, I think there has to be some level of intention. But that thing that goes to what you were saying about, like, just your own ba- boundaries and, like, what you want. But, yeah, I I don't necessarily feel like it needs to be courting but it, I don't know. Is that what you're asking? Yeah. I, yeah. It's not. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, know. maybe. Like, yeah. I think... It's just, but it's also hard because if you do have like a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, and a Christ, or I guess an evangelical worldview, um, and you want to like have kids, there is a certain biological reality that yes. kind of pushes things forward for women only, which is like we just have this short. <laughs> That's questions day. for heaven. I know. Yeah, like Come so. I mean, it it just it does get hard to casually date indefinitely, but also. There's some things you just are like, all right, Lord, you're the quarterback, call the play. Like, I just have to leave this in your <laughs> yeah. hands. Like, yeah. I, well, I yeah, because I feel like I went on a tangent, but I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> and um, we're, we're kind of we're getting close to out of time. So I want to ask you guys one more question. Okay. You can answer either one. I'm just going to give you a moment to say, address the married folks and be like, hey, here's one thing that I would want you to know as a single person or address the single, the single men out there. Here's one thing I'd want you to know. <laughs> On behalf of the single ladies, two. <laughs> you could say, answer either one. <clears throat> Drop your wisdom. 
For any one of those groups. So anybody in the Either world, those, I guess. Anybody in the world. Single people or married people. I mean, I said single guys and married people. Okay. No pressure. I would say I'm going to address single men because I feel like married people that I know are really wonderful to me and like are really good about bringing me into their lives. Single men. Um, how dare you? Just kidding. <laughs> um, I, I mean, like, as a woman... <laughs> And knowing as a woman, that's hilarious. As a woman and knowing like all of my wonderful women friends, like we do so much work to invest in ourselves and grow in whatever area, like whether that's physical, emotional health, getting to know our pasts, spiritual health, like all that kind of stuff. I don't see the same amount of effort and it's needed for (laughs) the single men. She went from a punch to a point right then. She was like, I mean, she's talking right and like i am very accepting and very gracious um however dating is very bleak and there are so many wonderful wonderful single women and they're like they're gonna miss out because these men i'm talking to you men um are not taking the same steps forward to grow and be healthy. As a person. As a right. person. Not even like, so that I can be, I mean, that's great. But as a person, like, you need to step it up and grow a little. That's Heard. it. I have a message for the moms and dads. It's similar to yours, but raise your sons the way you raise your daughters. Mm. Because it feels like it's too late for the guys that are in their 30s it's right now. They're already fully formed people. I'm thinking about the future generations of young women who are going to grow up to be responsible, capable, um, high-capacity individuals. Mm-hmm. And they're, if, they're, if they're attracted to men, that may not be the same. Like, So I think what I've seen is a lot of young boys being spoiled and mm. young girls being shoved out to the wolves. Mm-hmm. That's just my personal experience. If you get mad when you listen to this podcast, blame me. That's don't fine. blame Nicole. Email Nicole blame at... <laughs> we said we're going to I know, real. yeah. I think... But that's just, that's just what I think. Yeah. I see... I, I think that a lot of that emotional wellness and just being just an okay person comes from, like, raising your boys with gentleness and compassion, mm-hmm. but also, like... Don't excuse things for them that you wouldn't for, yes. your, for your daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. I love that. Sorry. Gosh. I guess I'll, am I telling you, Nicole? I know. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, I liked it because I was like, I feel it. Because it's yeah. it's because a, a teenage boy becomes a very foreign entity mm-hmm. to a mother. Like, yeah, you, you, like, you start to not have the same, like, you're now a really different spe- different creature. Yeah. And I see a yeah. lot of moms really shrink back. They either yeah. don't have the fortitude in their marriage to engage their mm-hmm. husband about being a father or they themselves like don't know how to do it um, or don't know what to do. And so they shrink back a bit. I think it can happen with girls too, but um, it's a good word because we're responsible to the next yeah. generation. And I give you guys carte blanche to speak into my boy's lives anytime. <laughs> Your babies are so sweet. They are so are. sweet. See, but yeah. that's a problem. <laughs> that's a that's problem. A, the, that's what just but happened. But Cam is also mm-hmm. wonderful too. Oh, yeah, I feel like you. Cam yeah, is so yeah. sweet too. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Good. You guys, you've been amazing. Thank you for sharing your Thanks wisdom for and for, there's so much more we talk about, but we'll wrap it here. Godly Dating 101, guys. This is the book if you want to check it out. I do recommend it. I mostly recommend these two though. All right. See you guys next time. I feel so lost with you.